This is Ashley Stone, and you're listening to The Comeback Podcast. Jason, I am so excited to hear your story. I kind of know a little bit of, um, you know, just bits and pieces of what you've shared with me, but tell me a little bit just about you, what you do, um, just a little bit of background there. Okay. Um, I am from Utah, mostly. I used to live in Kansas for a bit. That's where my dad was from. Uh, But after a while there, we moved back to Utah where my mom was from and been here since so i now am i I guess i've been a police officer for almost 16 years um i'm with the riverton police department now i do our uh, special victims unit investigations and uh internet crimes against children task force but uh it's been a good career i've done swat crash reconstruction you name it um got an awesome family i recently just barely got married like a couple oh, months ago. Thank you. Yeah. Remarried, I guess, but awesome this time. Um, and yeah, so together we have six kiddos. Awesome. Ranging from almost four years old to almost 17 years old. So, wow. That's yeah. so cool. Quick me in a nutshell. Awesome. Well, so when you were, I want to hear a little bit about like your growing up. Did you, were you raised in the church? What was kind of your experience growing up? When was your first kind of exposure to the church? You know, all of that. Right. Um, yeah, I actually, I was raised in church. Um, my dad was a convert um, when he lived in Kansas, but my mom, they have a whole long history of, of church membership. Um, so yeah, I grew up in the church. We went to church. Um, you know sort of the Sunday Utah thing I guess and uh, you know the young men's boy scouts all that stuff Uh, had a lot of good experiences with that and so yeah uh, I was in the church and here I am now back in the church (laughs) awesome did you do you feel like at a young age you had a testimony of the gospel or do you feel like you kind of were going through the motions or what what was your experience there I would say maybe both um we didn't do and my parents are they're great my my dad passed a couple years ago but my mom's still going strong great uh we just never did a lot of the um like the family night stuff each week so we didn't do a whole lot of that uh, but at church it felt good and you know, I believed in things, but then as I got older, it was sort of like this or that church friends. Oh, I don't know. Um, so I believed it, but I don't know if my testimony was necessarily like super strong to where if the temptation or something came up to me, I'd be like, no, go away. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah. So what kind of led to your distancing from the church? What, what kind of led to leaving the church or, you know, where you got to there? Yeah. So, um, I actually went on a mission to your mission and I loved it. Even when I was out of the church, I never, you know, I always told people it was awesome. Great. I loved it. Um, but even before that in high school, I struggled with a little bit, well, a little bit of alcohol and with some buddies we like to go do our thing so it was 
doing that every weekend type thing. And then I met a gal and she was a pretty strong member of the church. And so we started dating and then she found out because obviously at that time I didn't tell her, you know, and, and so then I was like, okay, I need to go this way or that way. And so I went the way of the mission did. It was great. Came home. We got married in the temple. A um, couple years in though, I, I started struggling with some things, some personal things. Um, started uh, not even alcohol at the time. Um, and uh, just got myself in some situations that were, I shouldn't have been in um, whether or not, you know, I did this or that it's neither here nor there. I was just in places I shouldn't have been. Um, and then I got uh, a divorce stemmed from that and that broke me. Like it destroyed me. Um, I met with the church. I actually got excommunicated from the church for a while. Um, and so at that time, it just went straight back to my old habits, alcohol, depression, alcohol, depression, and then throw in police work at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, you're dealing with and seeing things that you can't even explain to people. It's yeah. so horrific. Mm -hmm. And I just really went deep, deep, deep down. Did you have kids at this time? What, if so, what was that situation like? Yeah, my daughter was only one at the time so um the divorce itself it you could tell even at a young age it was sort of confusing at first for her because she was you know especially she was getting closer to two um but uh yeah it uh sort of worked its way out i guess but e even in the beginning it's like here i am I, what was i 25 26 and i'm back at mom dad's house in a bedroom mm -hmm. with my daughter like yeah. a couple hours a week and uh it was horrible like it was I got to the point and I had just started my law enforcement career and there were days that I would come home and I would just lock myself in the room watch a show and just drink all night long even in my room and I would be late for work I wouldn't even get up for I mean it was a rough beginning of my career so police officers aren't perfect it sounds like <laughs> far from we try to do the best we can at least I do so tell me how it felt to be excommunicated like you have this mission the mission is something you're super proud of what what did that feel like to be excommunicated was it you know tell me a little bit about that um you know initially well I was a little embarrassed because it just happened to be that in the high council where I was, there was um, someone that I had grown up with. That, he was like my parents' age, mm -hmm. but he'd known me through my, through my youth. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is embarrassing. But, you know, I, I sort of took it. I showed up, I talked to him, I told him what happened and this and that. And, and they made that decision. And at first I was okay with it. I was like, you know what? I, it was a, a good spirit about the meeting. Uh, no hard feelings. They're just doing what they feel is best. And so initially, I was okay with it. Um, fast forward a couple years. Um, there was once or twice, like my daughter started getting a little bit older, getting closer to baptism. So I was like, well, maybe I need to try to change some things around. But it seemed like every time I would try to make some steps, um paperwork would get lost or something like this would happen mm -hmm. and I was like you know what 
forget it. You don't want me. I don't want you. So then I started getting pretty bitter and was just like, eh, you know, I always have had that a spirit and I've always felt something higher power, but I was like, I'll find it my own way. And so I got to that point after a while. So tell me a little bit more about that. So you're like, okay, I'm going to find my higher power in my own way. What did that look like for you? Were you going to other churches? Were you, you know, exper- like experimenting with different religions or what did that look like? Um, I no, I didn't really go to any other churches, but I had friends uh, that were going to other churches that I would reach out to and talk to them a little bit. Like, I just was like, oh, I just... I'm looking for something, but I don't know what, um, and you know, some of them would give me a copy of their Bible or whatnot. And occasionally I would read it, but for me, it was mostly like, I'm big into like the Christian shows and movies and stuff. And so even the cheesy ones, you know? And so I, I would, (laughs) I would watch a lot of those just sort of get like some kind of a good feeling inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, and usually after I watch one of those is when I'd maybe reach out to someone and be like, so, you know, why this or why that? Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a few years down the line, but that's, that was about the extent of it. Mm-hmm. So what was it that kind of led you back to the church? What were there certain experiences? Um, you know, what was it that kind of pushed you back? Um, so in I would say 2013, January 13, um, I woke up one day and I started dealing really, really bad with some PTSD from work. And for the next two years, um, I just kept it in. It was all like, I'm not telling anyone, um, but holy cow, it was miserable. Like I would get angry about the smallest things the drinking just increased. Like I would come home from work and have alcohol down my throat before I even got into my bedroom. And I was just like, wherever I land that day, I land, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and it was just, I was so depressed. I was so just down. I just, yeah, it was pretty horrible. Uh, And then about 2015 ish, I finally talked to a friend um and who was having some similar things which was a relief because I'm like I can't be the only one dealing with this or struggling with this you know um and so we talked a little bit and then I actually got into a little bit of therapy and this lady looked at me and she was really sweet but she's like holy cow you yeah you have some issues we need to fix (laughs) um and so I really started working with her a little bit and working just on myself um first uh, physically and and things of that nature and then 2017 came and I was actually in California for some football games and I I happened to go to a Angels baseball game at the same time uh, high school football but um was sitting there at an Angels game by myself with a beer in my hand and I just had this thought come across me that was like you need to stop now or if you're not going to be around a whole lot longer you know I was I just had this thought that I was hurting myself internally with Mm -hmm. doing all this stuff I was doing to my body and uh really about that time I just at that time I cold turkeyed it um you know I went a good year uh and then you know occasionally I'd maybe have a little sip of something but it was like rare maybe at dinner Mm -hmm. or something to that effect and 
Um, then yeah, 2018 came, 2019, and I really started, look, I want to get back into this. Um, I, I was still talking to friends before that, and it just wasn't feeling the same. And so I started like friends, to, like you were talking to friends that were like drinking other, friends or church friends or, uh, no more, uh, friends of mine that were, um, other faiths. So okay. I'm still looking into like their, you know, why are mm -hmm. you there? What, what makes it feel good to you type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but the other friends or coworkers, that was pretty difficult at first to make some of those changes because you do something for long enough and then you come in one day and just say you're done you mm -hmm. be a rough crowd sometimes so mm -hmm. um but yeah I just kept going for it and then I started talking to some of the the leaders the the bishop I had a great bishop who at first just took me under his wings and loved me as a friend we were friends like mm -hmm. he knew like when I was ready I would come to him mm -hmm. and uh yeah that's what I did one day I said all right let's do this and mm -hmm. you know here we are three, four years later, and I'm back. So <laughs> so in the in the beginning, when you were just starting to come back, you're at the the baseball game and you have that feeling, and then you just start kind of, you know, taking steps in that direction. Were there any like, you know, what with the bishop, I mean, was it just like you were like, okay, i'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to him or, were there any things that kind of like pushed you in that direction? And another question on top of that was when you went back to church for the first couple of times, how did that feel? Did you feel like you were being judged by people? Did you feel like, what was your experience like with that? Um, well, your first question, as far as the bishop, I think him and I being friends really helped because I was able to just talk to him about anything and everything. It doesn't matter the time of day. Um, so it was one of those, Hey, let's talk, went in and formally talked with each other and just said, Hey, you know, this happened. I want to try to move forward. But I mean, it was not like, Hey, let's roll. And I'm perfect because, mm -hmm. you know, you have your slip ups, yeah. especially when you've been doing things for so long, it's, it's hard to cut some of that out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. um, and then, uh, let's see, second question. I can't remember what was it. I honestly, I can't remember either what it was. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, what was my second question? It was a good one too. It was a good one. Um, We're going to have to like, yeah. okay. <laughs> come back to that. <laughs> um, I knew I should have wrote it down. No, you're, you're totally fine. Um, oh, this is what it was. When you came back to church, did you feel judged or did you uh, yeah. feel like, what was the congregation like? Um, did, did you feel welcomed or? Uh, I will say initially, no. Um, so I had been married a second time, went through another divorce, through a lot of this stuff. It was, you know, and, and the good thing is I have good relationships with them for our kids and stuff like that so but so I was on my own and in the meantime through all this I've gotten a bunch of tattoos as well so not only am I like by myself but I've got tattoos all over my arms and everything and and uh, I, you know it's frustrating because even when I wasn't trying to get back in 
there's people at the supermarket or whatnot. I mean, I had a lady right in front of me tell her little child that I was a bad person because I had tattoos and I, I should have turned around. I didn't, but part of me was like, you don't, I risk my life every day for you and your family. You don't know me, you know? Right. Right. And uh, so that's, and I'm a pretty easygoing guy. And, and, but yeah, I really struggled for a little while to be honest, Um, Mm -hmm. sort of by myself. Um, go to church and leave and come home type thing and mm-hmm. and it was like that for for a bit so what do you feel like kept you in the church like you're going by yourself you're feeling you know I'm sure just a little uncomfortable going to church and yeah. by yourself what what were your experiences like like what kept you going during that um a couple things one I feel like I've I've always been blessed with just my personality I feel like it kept me afloat in a few situations um just able to sort of dig deep go with it and whatnot uh not afraid to put myself out there um one thing that really hit though two years ago my dad passed away unexpectedly right in the middle of sort of this transition and oh that was really rough really really rough and heartbreaking and it really though for me was like look you know, either I believe that I'm going to see him again and I keep doing this and have faith or I'm upset and mad that this happened and I just go back to where I was before. Mm-hmm. And that's been a huge thing for me the last few years is just remembering him and, you know, my grandparents and stuff, but it's something different when it's your parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, anytime because I have rough days all the time. There's days where I'm like, holy cow. Um, and I just try to remember him and, and go from there. That's awesome. Yeah. So what, tell me a little bit more about you and meeting your wife and how that all went down. And I mean, some, maybe some of the blessings that you've experienced with coming back. Yeah. to marriage. Um, Okay. So let's see, it was two years ago, almost two years ago. Um, right after my dad passed away so I was living up north in in, here in Utah and my mom was down in Utah County so I was thinking okay I need to find a place closer to my mom and to get back down there by her and so I was starting to look around online and everything I'm just like ah this just doesn't work and this and that and and I had a friend randomly message me was like hey this uh, basement apartment is for rent in our neighborhood so I I'm like, okay, cool. I looked at it and the owners of the house upstairs, I went to school with mm-hmm. and I hadn't seen them in 20 years plus. And so I messaged them. I'm like, Hey, I want your house. It's in my budget. It's in my location. I don't even want to come look at it. I just, I want your basement apartment. Don't give it to anyone else. And so they saved it for me, whatever I moved in. And let's see, that was, yeah, about this time, two years ago couple months later and we're in the COVID thing right then okay so no one's going to church I don't know anyone and January comes a few months later and I see this girl right across the street from me and I didn't know her I just thought she was a homeowner right Mm -hmm. and then a couple days later I see her again and then she starts going through the back door and I'm like I wonder maybe she's not like the homeowner maybe she's living downstairs so you know I did a little more directory search just to take a <laughs> take a gander and uh found out that she was single and I was like oh cool you know and 
and uh, church was just starting to get going a little bit and I'd occasionally see her and just say hi type thing um, and then I reached out to her once and started talking and I could tell she was very like not into the dating thing like she was like big old stop sign right mm -hmm. and uh, so I just we occasionally would say hi and I just pop in every few weeks say hey still here you know still the guy across the street with the tattoos and uh yeah a few weeks after that we started talking a little bit more and then about a month later finally got her to go on a date with me and that was about it really at first she's like oh, i don't want to rush anything i'm like hey i you know i'm good with whatever in this situation so mm -hmm. and we just got married in february this year provo center temple so, that is so awesome yeah, right across the street and you know what's cool is she told me when we started getting a little more serious uh -huh. that she said a prayer once and she's like heavenly father i just i don't want to date if you want me to remarry you better put someone right across the street from me oh and my gosh kidding, right and i, was like, I literally oh. just got the chills <laughs> it's awesome huh it's I so cool <laughs> i uh i one of the things that I have found just in my own experience of coming back to the church, my husband has a similar experience of coming back. And I found that when you come back, there's like these little miracles that happen that God is so obviously in the details. And right. I just, I think that is so cool and so amazing. Yeah. And it just goes to show that like he's guiding us. And I love that so much. I agree. I agree. One of my favorite talks that uh, I loved and was part of my coming back was um, Elder Irene's Mountains to Climb. Mm -hmm. And in there, he says, even a twig of faith, you know, and so I would tell myself, I'm driving to work. Okay, even a twig of faith today, even a twig of faith, like all day long. I'm like, twig of faith, twig of faith. And uh, yeah, that. those little things are awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that talk up. Um, yes, do it. Right. Um, so, okay. How do you keep your testimony strong today? What are things that you do or keep you? I mean, you know, as time passes, we can get complacent or what is right. it that you do to keep your testimony strong? I want to give a shout out for your Instagram account because it is so <laughs> awesome and I love it. And yeah. everybody that's listening to this should follow. Um, what's the, what's your handle? So people, uh, it is the dot prodigal son. Love it. And, uh, it's, I'm just, you know, I've done a little bit with it over the last few months, but I'm starting to get into it a little, little more frequent now. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. I just sort of thoughts I'm having or things that I've read or studied. I like to put on there and hopefully it touches someone else. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And I'll share it on my Instagram as well. Yeah. That'd be great. I love it. And, yeah. you know, to go along with that, too, I just, I really, I don't listen to a whole lot of music outside of, I'm big into Christian rock and, like, um, just LDS hymns and different mm -hmm. things. So I listen to a lot of that stuff, mm -hmm. um, even if I'm working out, conference talks, church history. I really like that book, The Saints. Yeah. Um, I've been doing that. So, and then try to study or read what I can at night times and. I just I really, I tried to focus on that stuff. And some days are great. Some days I'm like, wow, you really dropped the ball today, Jace. But um, yeah, those things really tend to help. Even if I'm sort of having an off day, sort of mm -hmm. brings my spirit back up. 
I love that. Are there any, like with things, I mean, you mentioned like reading the saints books, there's a lot of things I think today that are pushing people away from the church or it's kind of becoming, I don't know, like that was part of the reason why I wanted to start this podcast is because I feel like there's a lot of people that are sharing their, you know, opinions about why they're leaving and, um, Mm -hmm. very, you know, a lot of people have, you know, and they have their experiences. I'm not invalidating their experiences, but I wanted to be able to share stories of people that have came back and the reasons why. And so, um, I think there's a lot of things to be that people leave over church history or things that they, you know, things like that. So, you know, when it comes to, I mean, if you have questions like that, that come up, how do you handle those or how do you, what does that look like for you? Um, you know, I will say first off that there's just some things that we just don't know fully. We'll, we'll never really know fully right here on this earth. Um, and I, yeah, I've had, I've had those experiences. Um, but for me, it was more of an internal thing because there have been people in the church who have bothered me in the past. And I didn't agree with certain ways or things, but I'm like, okay, look, you know, I'm in it for me. Um, so it's my salvation. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so if I leave because I'm upset at someone, then for me personally, that's shame on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a lot of church history out there and I don't, under, I don't know it all. I'm learning it. And I will tell you this though, I just got back from a church tour um back east went everywhere from Kirtland to the Susquehanna River to the Sacred Grove and it was one of the most awesome and spiritual things I've ever done in my life and I know there's a lot of questions about this or that or hey they used to do this or they used to do that but to learn about it and see these areas and realize that a, a young man started something brand new you know brought it back and to do all that is amazing and of course there's going to be things they're learning and doing and you know they were initially having meetings that where a lot of the men were smoking and chewing tobacco and that's where a lot of the word that's where the word of wisdom came in and you know these guys were learning as they were going and they're just humans like we are mm-hmm. um but the things that we have from these these men and women back then was what a blessing and it's yeah I just the the spirit I felt in certain areas like the sacred grove was beyond explanation or words or or whatever yeah it was awesome yeah one of the things that you were just talking about was like you felt like you know you had experiences where people kind of rubbed you the wrong way in the church I, on the last podcast I did, it was with, um, junior timey and he was in a gang and I asked him the same question, like, Hey, did you feel judged by anybody? And he's like, I didn't have time for that. I was there for the glory of God. And I just loved that because, um, my story is I am almost 10 years clean from a heroin addiction. And, um, when I first came back to the church, I felt, you know, like 
you would, I would have thought people were, and people probably were judging me, you know, like I probably smelled like cigarettes. I probably looked horrible. And, but I was so desperate for just, you know, hope and faith and Mm -hmm. for God's love, basically that I just, it's like all the other things kind of melted in the background. And there's something really cool about coming back and no one's like expecting anything from you. Like they're not expecting you to be this perfect Sunday school teacher or, you know, you're just coming back. And so you can really just soak it all up. And if you don't come, no one's going to be like, Oh my gosh, where are they? Because you're just starting to come back. And it's this feeling of, you know, you're there for God and you're there for you and your own testimony. And there's something really amazing about that. And, um, yeah. So, I, I don't know. Like, I love what, what you had to say about that. Um, okay. I, I've read, I've looked into some of your story and I love it and I love that you're doing this and I agree. And real quick, I I know you wanted to move on, but um, you know, one thing I've, I'm just full of love and I feel like I just want to hug all these people when I see them at church. I'm like, yeah, just stay, you know, I love you. and And if you ever feel like no one cares, I care. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it took me a minute, but like in an elder school meeting or something, I finally, cause you can tell sometimes from comments, people maybe who haven't gone through things, maybe quite as severe yeah. as places that you and I have been. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I understand your comment, but da-da-da-da. And I like to give that other perspective because yep. I feel like it helps a little bit like, oh, okay. I didn't even think about that. So mm-hmm. I can love here and love here. And mm-hmm. so I think that's really important too, is just showing love no matter what situation or experience someone's had. Yeah. I love that so much. And I think that, you know, a lot of people, when they make mistakes, they can feel like I can't come back. Like I don't fit into this, like right. picture perfect, you know, mold, but the savior's atonement is for people like us who made big mistakes. And, um, I think it's one of the most incredible experiences to be so broken and then to have that change of heart, like Alma the younger. And, um, and so I just, I really like, I, I agree. I do the same thing, you know, in relief society or whatever. I love to share my story and, I'm sure some people are like, oh my gosh, wow, that was a little intense for Relief Society. (laughs) But to me, I feel like it's so important to be real and share these experiences of, you know, going from something so dark and horrible to having a life that is so amazing. And it's because I decided to have this little experiment and see if, you know, the Savior's Atonement was really for me. And so it sounds like you did the same thing. And I just, I think that's so awesome. Yeah, I love it. And I still do. And it's in some of my Instagram posts, I always put the atonement is real. I always yeah. tell people the atonement is real. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it can take someone like me and like you and, mm-hmm. you know, look at us now, look at the love and blessings. Yep. So cool. Um, so I w- wanted to ask, I mean, it's kind of piggybacking off of um, what we were just talking about, but you know, what some of those experiences that you may have had that like you anchor your testimony to that you just can't deny, um, 
And I mean, if you feel, if there's any experiences that you would feel comfortable maybe sharing. Um, you know, I, like I said a little bit ago, a big one now is my dad. Yeah. Um, just especially with the plan of salvation and, you know, without the atonement, like we were just talking about, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I wouldn't even have that opportunity to see him again, you know? And so that's a big one for me is, um, just whenever I think of him, you know, I know it's true. Like the atonement's there. It's my bridge and it's part of the plan to be able to be with him again. Um, that one, that's a big part for me. Um, you know, I've had experiences in the past with, um, other things such as tithing or, yeah or word of wisdom things of that nature and it's you just can't deny it it's yeah like you know before my dad passed away uh, when I was sort of hit and miss um I was I can't even remember what it was but I was trying to pay my tithing and that that was really hard for me at the time because I hadn't done it for over a decade and I talked to my dad and I said well dad I need like it was a specific amount, whatever that tithing was is exactly what I needed. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to pay my tithing. And a couple of days later, I get a phone call from uh, accountant for my taxes. Like, Hey, uh, there was a mix up. So we have a check for 400, whatever that exact amount. I all of a sudden had a random check for, and I just, and it still gives me chills. Um, so, you know, I, I had some of those experiences and I remember those and, mm -hmm. and there's some that maybe I don't even remember that clearly, but I just know that, yeah, that it's there. And I, how do you deny that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I just, yeah. I just can't. Mm -hmm. um, and then just when I'm reading and, and praying, I just, the feelings, it just feels good. It feels right. And again, I don't know everything, yeah. um, but I know that it's, it's true. And I believe it. Yeah. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing that. Um, what advice would you give to somebody that is maybe struggling? Maybe they're drinking, maybe they're just struggling in general and they're thinking about maybe coming back, but what, what advice would you give somebody or maybe give like your past self? Um, one would be even though you probably don't think it you're not that far gone from the church the atonement's there it doesn't matter if you've done one small sin or mistake um or you're you've been off the beaten path for years and um you're never too far gone um our our heavenly father and, and jesus they love us and they're by our sides all the time and they want us to come back um, so I would say, don't beat yourself up because that's about the worst thing we could do. Because when we beat ourselves up, we just open the door for other negative to come in. So, you know what, buckle up and it's going to be a bumpy ride, but there's always a way up. I love that. Well, thank you so much for spending this time and sharing your story. Do you have any imparting words of wisdom for us? before we end oh you know i just i just go back i love these these conference talks there's so much good stuff out there but i am just even a twig of faith keep that little yeah. twig and even on rough days just 
say a little prayer, whatever you need, apologize for whatever it is, or ask for whatever it is that you need, and a twig of faith, and you keep doing that, and use the atonement, and you're going to be having some good feelings here pretty soon. Awesome. I love it so much. Well, thank you so much for your time, and I'm excited for everybody to hear this. So, Oh, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity.